Welcome to Corvette Today, the podcast that talks about everything Corvette, with your host Steve Garrett, MC and DJ at one of the largest Corvette weekends in the country, Corvette Fun Fest, president of the Corvette Club of Kansas City, Missouri, and radio disc jockey at the number one radio station in Kansas City for over 40 years. Here's Steve Garrett. Hey, thanks for listening to Corvette Today, the podcast that talks about everything Corvette. I'm your host, Steve Garrett. I appreciate you tuning in. You can listen to Corvette Today on iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Apple Podcasts, Anchor.fm, Breaker, Radio Public, Pocket Casts, and Overcast. You can also listen on your smart device. Just say Alexa or Hey Google. Play the podcast called Corvette Today and you're connected. Also visit the Corvette Today website. It's www.corvettetodaypodcast.com. Sign up for Corvette Today notifications, updates, and information at corvettetoday.ck.page. Don't forget, there's a Corvette Today Facebook group. Make sure you join. First, I'd like to thank our flagship sponsors of Corvette today, Hendrick Chevrolet of Kansas City. Hendrick is the largest seller of Corvettes in the Kansas City area, and they ship nationwide. Visit ChevyUSA.com or call 913-384-1550. 913-384-1550. Also, MidEngineCorvetteForum.com. If you'd like to join a new vibrant forum that focuses on the new mid-engine C8 Corvette, it's free to join this friendly Corvette community. You'll meet a lot of fellow Corvette enthusiasts like yourself at midenginecorvetteforum.com. Today, we're starting a new segment on Corvette Today. At the beginning of each month, Keith Cornett from CorvetteBlogger.com is going to join me, and we're going to talk about the latest news on Corvette. Keith is on top of everything, so once per month, Keith is going to join me so you can stay up to date on what's going on with Corvette 2. And it's not just C8 news. We'll talk about everything in the world of Corvette. If you haven't signed up, by the way, for CorvetteBlogger.com, you can get daily emails on what's happening at CorvetteBlogger.com. Keith, there's a lot going on as we start September 2020. I know at Bowling Green, the second shift has restarted up as of August 31st. Isn't that right? Yeah, that's correct. We've been waiting for this moment for a long time. Just real quick, I just wanted to congratulate you, Steve, on your 20th show, I think, happened last week. Thank you, buddy. <laughs> it's been a fantastic treasure the different people and guests had come through the podcast. We've had Harlan Charles, so people from GM and people related to the Corvette program, just enthusiasts as well. So great job on that. Thank you very much. I appreciate you saying that, buddy. So yeah, so the Corvette assembly plant had kicked off its second shift finally, but it's not like they're just going gangbusters now. There's this whole ramp up program they have to do because of just all the concerns that are out there, mostly with the supply line making sure that they've got enough parts to actually build cars. They did some training. You know, they were doing a lot of training before the COVID shutdowns happened. And, you know, there's a lot of muscle memory. They actually talked about that, the muscle memory of these guys and girls do their jobs. And so they're trying to get that back. So we know that last week, the two shifts worked combined on the line. From what I understand, you know, they were doing shared duties. They've slowed down the line even more a little bit, I think at nighttime especially. They're just really taking their time, making sure everything's right. Also, by slowing the line, they're you know continuing to save parts so that when they do really ramp up, they should have a nice supply there for them. That's the really the biggest concern right now, I feel, is the supply chain and then how that's going to impact. They went from doing anywhere from 90 to 115 or so 
when they were doing the single shift with overtime. So we think they can do about 90, 95 per shift. They work eight-hour shifts. So I don't think we're going to see right away, you know, 180 cars. Right. I think it's going to go 120, 140, 160 as they move forward with this. Just the fact that they're there, I think, is bodes really well. I think so, too. And they've also started doing pre-production 2021 cars on the assembly line as well. Isn't that right? Yeah. And, you know, there's a lot of people that are confused about this. They'll say, well, why are they building 2021? You know, I also hear that with, why are they building convertibles now when they don't even have all the coupes built? Well, the coupe and convertibles were always supposed to be built at the same time anyways. Right. They do these limited runs of pre-production cars that go mostly to the engineers so that they can test out and evaluate all the new options and updates that are there. And, you know, they can get stuff, anything that needs to be fixed or changed or updated. They can do that before they actually start doing the customer cars later this year. Well, they're only building 24 in total of these cars. They use them for engineer evaluations. Obviously, there's the FE2. The magnetic ride is coming without the Z51. There's some electronic updates with the Z mode and the My mode where you have the visualizer on the screens. There are some hardware changes that they do need to evaluate. As I tell people, don't worry that they're not building your 2020 because they're not all of a sudden building 2021s. These are just a limited run of pre-production cars. Most of them are for engineering. We do understand that there were two show cars that were built, a coupe and a convertible. And we do believe that those are the new colors for next year, which is the red mist and the silver flare. And then there was one other car that was interesting in that list is that it was an export car, although we don't think it was a right-hand drive model. Oh. But it was an export car for some foreign markets. Well, that was really interesting, too, because that kind of led me into seeing in the news that some of these right-hand drives are now being built and being tested. So shipping these cars across the pond, as we say, is going to happen next year. Yeah, you know, that news was really surprising. That came out of a Corvette seminar at Corvettes of Carlisle. When they were asked that, are you guys testing and have you built any pilot cars with the right-hand drive models? And Tad said, yeah, we're actually testing them now. And they're driving them out at the Milford Proving Grounds up in Michigan. If you can imagine how much time these guys have spent in the seats of driving these Corvettes and then all of a sudden be sitting in the other seat to drive them. The only thing I could think of is, thank God there's not a manual transmission because <laughs> shifting with your left hand would be a whole new experience for any American, I'm sure. And, you know, the weird thing about that is, is when you get a manual transmission car in Europe, the pattern is still the same. They don't move the pattern. First gear is not closest to the driver. First gear is still based on the left-hand side. Like I said, it would be just a completely different experience for any of us <laughs> trying that. Harlan had mentioned that these cars are localized for their markets. So if you can imagine, like, the navigation talking to you, he had an Australian car, and so the female voice had an Aussie accent to it. Wow. I guess if you're in Japan, you're going to have a Japanese localization voice. In England, you're going to have one there. It's pretty interesting, and that would be a lot of fun to hear those different sound clips as they play. I kind of like to hear those just to get a taste of what's going on. Hey, also, I see GM has reorganized the Corvette team. Some of the Corvette team has moved over to the EV product line. Let's talk about that a little bit because that's big news with some of the people shifting around and some promotions going on within the Corvette team. Yeah, that's correct. This kind of caught everybody off guard. 
your initial impressions are to just think, oh my God, this guy's falling. What's going on here? In the long run, I actually think this is going to be really good for the Corvette team. The way that we've heard it phrased towards us is that GM wants to take a group of engineers that are very passionate about a vehicle. Obviously, they've just come off a very successful launch of the C8 Stingray, and they want to put those engineers with the EV people, and hopefully we'll see some infusion of that Corvette passion into these new electric vehicles. I actually think it's going to be a good thing in the long run. And if you think about it too, all the action right now, all the money, all the development funds are going to the EVs. And now our Corvette engineers are going to be right in the mix of that. So I think that's a a very positive development. Normally, the hot cars get all the action, and then those that aren't in that same vein, you know, obviously Corvette's not an electric vehicle, we could easily be left out in the cold. But our guys and girls are going to be there. They're hoping to infuse that passion that the Corvette engineers have for the Corvette into those EV products. And again, I just say that with all the money that's going to be spent on EVs, I think General Motors is looking at launching 20 EV vehicles starting in 2023. So there's a lot of EVs coming up. They're not just saying all cars now are going to be EVs. It's whatever the line is, it's going to be an EV for that car. It's a really good place to be. Obviously, we did lose Ed Piatek, who was the chief engineer of the C8. He is going to be the chief engineer of future EV products. And when we say chief engineer, Taj Juchter is the executive chief engineer. He's the Zora of the program. Right. But by Ed moving, then that moves up Josh Holder, who was the production manager. So that's a really good thing. Josh is intimately involved with the Corvettes. Tad says he probably knows the C8 better than anybody. We've got great people there. They're all working on the next iteration of the C8. So I don't really think that it's as big a deal as what it is. I think it's actually a good thing. Also, we got a number from General Motors. They built over 8,500 Corvettes now. Despite the strike, despite the pandemic shutdown, those are pretty good numbers. And like you said earlier, with the second shift starting to ramp up, we're going to have a lot more coupes and convertibles built really, really soon. You know, you think about it, we just surpassed 9,000 cars. The goal is 20,188. That's the number that they said that they'd have orders accepted for, and that's the number that they said that they're going to build. So we're nearly halfway there. If you take out the COVID shutdown, you're looking at four months or so of production, and now we've got another four months here before the end of the year. Yeah, I think it actually can be done. Again, it's just the biggest concern is the supply line. One of the suppliers we heard is filing for bankruptcy, although they're able to continue to work and meet their demands and their obligations. But these are the kinds of things that are coming up. As Kai Spandy said today in a seminar at the Corvette Museum, there's such specialized products that go into the Corvette. It's not like you can say, oh, well, this guy's claiming bankruptcy. We're no longer be able to use his product. Let's just go over here and get this guy. Yeah. It doesn't work like that. It's, it's very specialized parts and services, and accessories, and all the things that they put into the car. So we got to be real careful about that. But I really think that they are going to be able to make it. What was that product that was made by the company that's filing for bankruptcy? Do you know? They make aluminum castings, and they specialize in lightweighting. So where things might have previously been made out of steel or regular aluminum, they use like a lightweighting program. And you think about how specialized that is, where are you going to find that on the market? Right. 
Very true. And the last thing in our news segment, Corvette is sending over-the-air updates, especially like for the front trunk problem. This is really, really cool because it's very Tesla-like because if you need an update, you don't have to go to a dealership anymore. You just do it over the air. You know, talk about customer service. This is really where technology helps people. When they say they put out an update, it used to take months and the acceptance rates were always very low. And now they can put out an update. They can roll it out to the dealers first, which is what they did with the Frunk update. And then a few hours later, they rolled it out to their customers. It took about five minutes. They sit there. People are watching. It's funny. Uh, some people are actually filming their updates and then posting them to YouTube. Because it's, it's just something that's so new to Corvette owners and probably owners of Chevrolets in general. Because these over-the-air updates have really just started over the last year or two. Kudos for taking that kind of technology and being able to really fix problems much quicker and making sure that more cars are updated. Because if you can imagine calling up a dealer, taking your car there, it sits there for a couple hours and just really screws up somebody's daily schedule. So, yeah, these over-the-air updates have been fantastic. Especially when you're talking about something like magnetic ride control. Remember when they did that update for the C7, you had to take your car in. You were without the car for a whole day, and now it takes five minutes for a front trunk update, bingo. I mean, that's awesome. Yeah, it's uh, the way technology is really helping people. They're really trying to take advantage of it, so good to see that. Absolutely. We're going to take a quick break, but in segment number two, we're going to talk about some of the Corvette rumors, and also we're going to talk about Corvette racing on Corvette Today, the podcast. Yogi Berra once said, if you don't know where you're going, you'll probably end up there. At True Wealth & Company, we take that to heart. See, at True Wealth & Company, we believe your retirement lifestyle travels through two doors. Door number one, the blue door, gives you more options, financial freedom. Your money outlives you. Every happiness you wish for in life is through the blue door. Door number two, the red door, is where you outlive your money. You rely on family, friends, or even the state to take care of you. At True Wealth & Company, we're not just financial planners. The best way to walk through the blue door is to have a written plan. Make a work-optional lifestyle a reality with our proprietary True Life Map formula. Look towards your future with anticipation, not apprehension. Having a rock-solid fiduciary partner like True Wealth & Company is essential to effective financial planning. There's no winging it. There's nothing left to chance. Look, we don't want you to become another Yogi Berraism. Give us a call today at 913-653-TRUE. Visit us online at retirewithtrue.com. Start your financial independence and work optional lifestyle today. 913-653-8783. Visit us online at retirewithtrue.com. Investment advice offered through True Wealth and Company, LLC, a registered investment advisor in the state of Kansas. And now, back to Corvette Today with your host and my husband, Steve Garrett. Hey, thanks for listening to Corvette Today, the podcast. I'm your host, Steve Garrett. We're with Keith Cornett from CorvetteBlogger.com. We're going to do this once a month where Keith comes in and updates us on the latest news, the information, rumors, and we're going to talk about the lighter side of Corvette in segment number three. In this segment, though, we're going to talk about some of the rumors that are coming up, but first, we want to talk about the Corvette racing team. We have started off on a great foot, Keith. Yes, it is. And so Road Atlanta this weekend, actually, this was supposed to be the weekend we were supposed supposed to be at Watkins Glen up in New York. Right. But because of COVID and New York's got some mandatory quarantine in place, so you can't have your drivers going there and then staying there for two weeks and not being able to participate. So they made the change to update the schedule. So they're doing the six-hour race at Road Atlanta on Saturday. 
I don't think anybody really expected Corvettes to be on a, a win streak of four straight wins. That's just really unheard of with a brand new car. Granted, we are in a class that's depleted down just to six cars, so obviously the chances are better. But yet, some of these wins that we've had have come because of issues that the competitors we've had in the class, Porsches crashing into each other at Sebring. <laughs> For whatever reason, the BMWs just keep getting these weight breaks and BOP updates that are favorable to them, but they just still haven't been able to take advantage of it yet. Well, they started out fantastic. I hope that the winning streak keeps going. Also, let's talk about some of the rumors that have come out with the C8Z06. First of all, we'll talk about the engine because it's supposed to have a flat plane crank and this is really a whole new different type of engine for corvette it is you know we are seeing that car that engine is what's powering the corvette racing team right now although it's slightly different it's a detuned version that makes about i think 500 horsepower or so it's a 5.5 liter flat plane crank engine that much different sound apparently it revs really high although we've never been able to get a number out of corvette racing guys of what their revs are on it and that's what i would say is the closely guarded secret right now at corvette racing is what are those revs but yeah so that's why it sounds so differently is because of that flat plane tadge had said that the corvette racing team is their development partners right in that engine and we know that for the z06 has to have that engine because the Corvette racing team, for them to use that engine, it has to be homologated into a production car. Correct. So the Z06 is going to be that production car. We believe that it'll also be a 5.5 liter, but we are hearing rumors of anywhere from 625. I think that was the latest number from Motor Trend. Uh, a lot of us have been using the 650 which is Haggerty and uh, Don Sherman came out with that number. It's just been the number that's been out there. But this is a naturally aspirated engine. Not supercharged, yeah. There's going to be some very strong power with that car. It could even be a little bit higher. It's kind of silly season when you start talking, you know, what's the torque on it? Well, you know, we really don't know yet, but we're going to find out. We'll find out pretty soon. Well, it's interesting because if it's detuned to 500 horsepower, the sky's the limit when you're talking about upper end for this engine. It really is. And, you know, they just will continue to develop it. They're driving them out. They're probably working out at Milford right now. We've only seen these cars. I went back and looked at my schedule and when they've popped up. And I think we've only seen them in public three or four times this year. There was a couple times out in California, they were on some drives. Right. We saw them over the COVID shutdowns. We saw them twice up in Michigan. Mm -hmm. And it's just not like they're out there all the time yet. So we think this is going to be the 2022 model. So let's just say that the 2022 model starts September of next year. So September of 2021. So my guess would be that we're going to start seeing these on the road a lot more, probably early next year, but we'll do that whole development testing where they'll be seen on the road with the camouflage on and the groups of the engineers together. And we've also seen them with Porsche GT2, seen them with the uh, Ferrari 458. So there'll be some competitive products along with them. They're working on it. I think things are going well, especially when you have Corvette Racing doing the engine development of it. That frees up the team to work on a lot of the other things that might be on the car. Everything that we've been hearing from active aerodynamics, wide body designs, and I think the last rumor was these crazy different wing variations that might be available. Yeah, I heard three wing options are coming out for the Z06. That'll be really, really cool. You know, I'm thinking about this. I'm like, well, the car is so different because all that weight is on the rear now. So the C7 Z06 required a wing 
because of the 50-50 weight distribution that even the base wing had to create the downforce. Right. So I'm not so sure the car needs the downforce. And so would a Z06 without a wing be much faster as a top speed than one with a wing? They've shown before. So I'm starting to wonder, will a Z06 be offered without a wing? Interesting concept. Yeah, you know, that might be a possibility. This is the fun part about rumors is, A, we're all right, right? Because we can just come up with something and say, yeah, look, look this is what it's going to be. Always. There's so many possibilities out there. We know that the team has looked at all these different options. We, they see what's out there on competitors' cars. They're driving competitors' cars. So that's where I think the active aero really might come into play because you can go from no aero to some pretty good downforce once it starts moving around back there. So that offers up a whole lot of possibilities, I think. Staying on the theme of racing, I know that the 2020 C8 Z51 Stingray had set a C8 record lap at Laguna Seca as well. That's pretty cool. That was a YouTuber. All these tracks had their own lap record. This was a 20-year-old kid. Speed Phenom is his name. I think his first name's Austin. He's quite the little driver, and supposedly he went out and he broke the C8 record. I don't know what it was previously. But that's the fun part, again, about having a new car is any track you go to, you might have a chance to break the track record. Again, these are the kind of fun things that happen when you have a new car, and it's a hot car, too. Right. And the ironic thing is, is Austin's car is just bone stock. He hasn't done anything to it. Yeah, you, we see all these other guys putting on the turbos or doing the custom exhaust. Yeah, he's kept it uh, just like it is. I think he's talked about getting a Z06 when it comes out. He's pretty adept at driving, and he was also doing some of his timed runs, I think, in the video, where he was getting down to like the 2.6 on the 0 to 60. And, you know, the car's got a 2.9 rating. Yes. Obviously, that's pretty quick. Again, it's unprepared surfaces. We don't know if there was a slight incline or decline or whatever. But just for bragging rights, he got it on video. He did like three of them in a row. 20 years old, and he's breaking records. That's pretty amazing. <laughs> right. <laughs> Hey, also the C8 starts international sales in Japan and other countries next year. That's very exciting. And we talked about the right-hand drive, but they announced Japan starting next year. Yeah, we're still trying to nail down the timing of that. There were some earlier reports that it might happen around mid-2021, I think. And so they'll probably have their cars built sometime earlier in 2021. The cars for Australia, uh, England, we've been told are coming in the later half of 2021. Okay. There are some concerns that the Australian cars might end up actually be in 2022s. They're doing a lot of reorganization down there. The former manufacturer Holden has been folded, and now they're working under a new program called GMSV, General Motors Specialty Vehicles. Okay. In which case, they've got a shop there. So they're going to be bringing in Silverados. They're going to be converting them over to right-hand drive. Oh, wow. But again, with the Corvettes, they come in. They won't have to convert those. Exactly. So they'll be able to get those to market faster and cheaper because the factory's building them right-hand drive from the start. That sounds really good. I'm really anxious for, I don't know why, I'm just really anxious to see Corvette go international. So that's really cool to hear about Australia and Japan and Europe. Well, in some of these countries, you know, Japan, I think we've been selling on average about 100 cars a year. And I know last year when they had the Tokyo Auto Show, they sold 300 in like two days. Oh, my gosh. So they took over 300 orders in just a couple days on the new C8. So if you think about these markets that have really never been served, there's a whole lot of happy customers you can make. But we get into the question of you're taking cars out of this market where the demand is very strong. So there's obviously, they're not just going to flood Japan with all these cars. You know, they're going to, I think, roll out these as well. And the other thing, too, is now that we're talking about it, 
when they announce the car for Europe, there's going to be a special edition or a special launch edition that comes with that car. Oh. Uh, we don't have any details on that yet. It's just something they had mentioned in the press release. Well, Keith and I are going to take a quick break, but coming up in segment number three, we're going to talk about the lighter side of Corvette and maybe some other development stuff on Corvette Today, the podcast. Fact. According to the March of Dimes, 40,000 babies are born each year in the United States with heart defects. At Athletic Testing Solutions, we take that, well, to heart. ATS offers the ATS Heart Check, a series of non-invasive tests to identify possible hidden heart defects in your kid's heart. Frequently, the symptoms of sudden cardiac arrest are masked or misdiagnosed. The ATS Heart Check can help detect congenital heart problems or abnormalities that don't show up during regular checkups or a sports physical. The ATS Heart Check is a terrific option, and it gives you peace of mind that your child is heart safe. Sudden cardiac arrest claims on average 130 young lives every week. Don't let your kids be a statistic. The ATS Heart Check takes only 20 to 30 minutes, and it utilizes an EKG, an echocardiogram, ultrasound of the heart. Visit ATSHeartCheck.com. Schedule your child today. Call toll-free 888-537-2597. That's 888-537-2597. This is the Corvette Today podcast with Steve Garrett. Thanks again for listening to Corvette Today, the podcast. I'm your host, Steve Garrett. I'm with Keith Cornett from CorvetteBlogger.com. Once a month, at the beginning of each month, Keith is going to come on with me. We're going to update you and fill you in on the latest about what's going on with Corvette. In this third segment, though, we're going to talk about the lighter side of Corvette, some of the etc. stuff that doesn't fit into segment one and two. The first thing I found was really pretty cool that the C8 was named one of Kelly Blue Book's top 10 most awarded cars in 20. 2020, and we're not even done yet, Keith. This car has racked up so many awards. I think we kind of forget how significant these are. C7 happened in 2014. Corvette came out. It was the North American Car of the Year, but it didn't win the Motor Trend Car of the Year. This year, it seems like it's almost been a complete sweep with the Motor Trend Car of the Year, the North American Car of the Year. You've got a number of Detroit Free Press Car of the Year. It was a Car and Driver 10 Best, 2020 Edmunds Top Rated Award. The Wards Auto, it won one of the top 10 engines of the year. And also, I believe it from Wards Auto, also the top 10 of interiors. Wow. So, again, it just keeps racking up. And we are missing out on a couple of awards. I think that we would have been in contention for the World Car of the Year if we would have had a car available for some of those other markets that we talked about. But there's always next year for that one. Well, that's true. And also, speaking of next year, I saw the car of the future. Randy Popes was driving the general. Innovation GXE Corvette over on Thunder Hill West. Talk about that a little bit because this is really a revolutionary Corvette. Yeah, these guys that have been building this Genovation GXE, you know, they started with a C6, I believe, and they've been at it for years. They bought a C7 actually from our friend Mike Furman at Criswell Chevrolet. No kidding. That was a grand sport. And so they took it back to their shop and they've got their electric motors in it and it's setting records wherever it goes. I think top speeds have been around 211 or so on the runways. And then they broke the track record at Thunder Hill West that was held by a Tesla Model 3 performance car. And I think that was by eight or 10 seconds at least. 
And when you watch the video, too, you hear the road noise and you hear the chatter of the tires. You don't hear the wide open throttle sounds that we're all so used to. Right. And the concern a lot of people is, well, it's not really Corvette because there's no exhaust note. Those are the things that'll take some time getting the used to, like anything that's new. Again, I see all this as positive developments. The fact that we've got people like the Genovation GXE out there just breaking records everywhere. You know, when you're breaking records, let's relate it back to the Corvette racing team. When you've won four straight, no one's talking about how different the car sounds from the C7R. They're all talking about it as one four straight. So, again, with these electric cars are out there, they a limited amount of torque that just seems to be immediately just launches these cars like a rocket. I think the first time anybody does launch control and feels that themselves, they're not going to really be talking about how quiet the car sounds when they're driving. Well, it's kind of like a Tesla. I think that they had a lot of problems when Tesla first came out because there was no engine noise and they would have accidents with people walking out in the middle of the street, not hearing a car. That might be a situation similar to what's going on right now with the GXE, don't you think? There was some legislation, I think, for a while that talked about these cars had to make some sound right. just to alert those that might have disabilities. I always was a vote for it has to sound like the car in the Jetsons. I don't know if that's going to fly or not, but we'd like to see something that would be a little fun like that. That's true. And we're winning over owners of other cars, some other exotics. I know I saw where an owner of a McLaren MC412C drove a 2020 C8 and really, really liked it. The joke with these luxury sport car owners that are buying the, you know, the $300,000, $400,000 cars, that they're slumming. They're coming down <laughs> and they're buying the $80,000 Corvette. These are their beater cars, if you can believe that. And when you think about it, when you have a very specialized car, we'll call it a McLaren, and you're driving across country and all of a sudden you have an issue, where do you go? With a Corvette, you go to a Chevy dealer. And guess what? There's one in every town. Sometimes they might be driving these cars that are like, oh, they're really too nice. I'm going to go and I'm going to have to let a valet park it or park it out on the streets overnight. We'll just take the Corvette instead. So it's been a lot of fun to hear these guys talk. There's this whole thread that's been out for a long time now, at least a year now, over on one of the Ferrari chats. And these guys, you know, we used to be made fun of, and we're not anymore. That's the great thing about this car is it's really winning over a lot of people. And it's going to continue to do that when you start to get into these higher horsepower variations that'll come out where there might be more on par to what these guys are used to. So, yeah, it's the beater car for the rich and famous, but we'll take it all day long. Yeah, absolutely right. And I see some people are already listing their cars online for sale, and they aren't cheap either, are they? No, we're seeing people list their cars from ten, twenty, thirty thousand dollars over their sticker price. It's a hot market. These cars are just not available anywhere. We did a blog post about this about a week ago where there was like 130 or so on Auto Trader now. Wow. Again, you have selections. People will say, why would you pay over sticker? And again, if you go back to these luxury guys that are buying $300,000 cars, $10,000 over sticker is nothing to them. So there's going to be a car for every buyer that's out there. It's just a matter of right there at the right place at the right time to get it. Everybody's selling their cars. A lot of people unfortunately have to because of the economy or COVID shutdowns. You know, their jobs have kind of gone away or been decreased. So that's the kind of the sad part of it. But the other part is from driving their cars and figure, you know what, I'm going to get that other car, but I can make a little money off of this right now, get all my money back that I spent on it and had fun with it. For those people, why not? 
Yeah, that makes sense. And I'm glad to see that we're surprising McLaren, Ferrari, Lamborghini owners with this car, Porsche owners as well. They're really liking the car. And the sky's the limit when you're talking about a Z06, a Grand Sport, a ZR1, and a Zora edition as well. Again, it's just not the performance. When you sit in the C8, it's beautiful inside, especially the three LT interiors. With, there's a lot of these colors. The two-tone blue I love. Some of the jet black with the two-tone colors are great. And that natural dip is fantastic as well. So there's a lot of luxury with the car, and that's what they're used to. And now they're going to get the performance on top of that. And plus, it's the hot car, and everybody likes to be in the hot car, and you can't go get gas without somebody walking up to you and wanting to talk to you about it. So that's kind of the fun part as well. You're almost an instant celebrity when you're driving these cars. Again, it's the car that's the star, but you're the one that's driving. Absolutely. And it's a Chevrolet, people. It's a Chevrolet that is the star. <laughs> It's amazing, isn't it? It is amazing. Keith, is there anything else that I've missed that you want to talk about? We find some crazy stories out there of people just having fun with their cars. There was a shop out of Atlanta called Atlanta Custom Wraps. These guys took their doors off the car and were driving down the road like it was a Jeep. The amazing thing was that it was easy to do. You know, just a few <laughs> bolts and you'd undo some connections and you've got a Jeep that, that's out there. So there's some oddball stuff that's out there. Seeing the aftermarket really start to catch up with some of the supply issues with the high wing and the 5VM aero kits. True. We're seeing some different manufacturers now supplying those. I came across another blog post from somebody that showed another car with scissor doors or the Lamborghini doors. Right. And then all these exhaust manufacturers, they seem to have their kits together now and they're all starting to come out. So even the guys like Borla and Corsa, Magnaflow is the first, but all these different various exhaust systems are out there. So the aftermarket's really stepped up. And that's, that, again, that's just a good thing for Corvette owners who like choices. And we're going to see more wheels and there's going to be some interior accessories and so forth. But yeah, it's a good time to be a Corvette owner. Absolutely right. Keith, thanks for being on Corvette today. We're going to do this once a month and get you up to date on all the news Corvette. We'll see you in October, okay? Sounds great. I really appreciate it. Again, congratulations on your 20th episode. Thanks a lot, Keith. I sure appreciate it. Thanks once again to our flagship sponsors of Corvette today, Hendrick Chevrolet of Kansas City at ChevyUSA.com and MidEngineCorvetteForum.com. You've been listening to Corvette Today with Steve Garrett. If you'd like to contact Steve with any thoughts on the podcast or ideas for guests on Corvette Today, you can email him at DJ at gmail.com. That's SteveGarrettDJ at gmail.com. Garrett has two R's and two T's. Or connect with Steve on social media on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram using at SteveGarrettDJ. Thanks again for listening to Corvette Today.